Welcome to Bible Believers Fellowship and the ministry of BBFOhio.com. I'm Pastor Greg, and I welcome you to our current events update, and then our study in Micah chapter 2, verses 1 through 13, titled, The Breaker is Come Up. The conclusion of this two-part message can be found at BBFOhio.com. As we now begin, this is part one of two. The current events update. Number one, no secret, Israel is still at war today, 2-4-24 for a reference. Um, by certain counts, this is 117 days since it began. Excuse me? It's not 2-4-24. Oh, what in the world? I just was reading what was on the screen. It's 131-24 for a reference. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so anyway, I'll probably have that on the other things. I don't know. I'll have to look. Day 117 since the October 7th uh, attacks, Hamas attacking Israel. Sadly, hostages remain in Gaza. But, this was the headline today, a potential deal would reportedly see six-week pause and uh, release of all civilian hostages. Um, I don't know if they're going to do that or not. I've read where others in the IDF are saying it would be a military uh, blunder to do that. But they're having near riots in the streets over the fact that the hostages haven't been released. Um, so we'll see. Meanwhile, battles rage in Gaza, West Bank, Lebanon, Red Sea, Jordan, and Syria. Just think of that. That's how many different spot, hot spots there are. Actually, I'll show you something in just a minute. This is a statement from the Israeli Defense Force this afternoon. A number of launches from Syria toward the southern Golan Heights were identified last night. In response, Israeli Air Force fighter jets struck military infrastructure belonging to the Syrian regime. Um, in addition, IDF artillery fired toward several locations in southern Lebanon. So it's really, and that's in addition to what's going on in southern Gaza and elsewhere. So if you look at the map, you'll see the little exploding uh, motion gifts there. Um, those are all the different places where they've had action within the last 48 hours. So it's a pretty hot scene uh, going on. And of course, over there, I've got the little red siren next to Iran. Ezekiel calls them Persia. And I've got that there because they're behind it. And that's what a lot of American politicians are calling for that to be the United States' next target. Now, I personally don't support that. What I support is the uh, United States let Israel take care of things, and as long as, Israel, as, I, as long as Iran is where they are right now, let it play out, and if it turns out to be Gog Magog, God's going to kill five out of six of them. Yeah. Yeah. America doesn't have to get involved. And if it happens before the rapture, we'll applaud it. If it happens after, after the rapture, I hope no one's here to applaud it. <laughs> Meanwhile, this took place yesterday in the West Bank. Um, I hope you can see that map, but you see where the West Bank is. It's basically like, uh, it would be like Pennsylvania and West Virginia uh, on the border of the state of Ohio. That's kind of like how the West Bank is. And Jerusalem, though, would be right up against the border of like Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, and uh, Wheeling, right in that area. That's how close Jerusalem is to the West Bank. <laughs> 
And this is even Cine Hospital early Tuesday morning. In a scene resembling the action show Fauda, undercover Israeli special forces stormed the medical center in the West Bank, killing three local terror suspects, one of whom was being treated at the hospital. Special forces, wearing various civilian clothing and dressed as medical personnel, assaulted the medical staff, who are all fine, and then targeted a room in which the patient and his two companions were and killed them. The targets were Mohammed Jalamne, a Hamas field commander in Jenin with ties to Hamas abroad, and brothers Mohammed and Basil al-Ghazawi of the Palestinian Islamic Jihad. The IDF, Shin Bet, and police said the three were planning imminent terror attacks, including a terror attack resembling the October 7th massacre. Basil al-Ghazawi was being treated for wounds sustained in an Israeli airstrike back in October. The other two were seeking refuge with him. Once inside the hospital, the Israeli forces headed to a hiding room in the third floor where they surprised the three and shot them dead with guns equipped with silencers. Within 10 minutes, the forces were already gone. The Palestinian Health Ministry called on the international community to provide protection for Palestinian hospitals despite their use by terrorists seeking refuge. This is a dangerous precedent. There was never an assassination inside a hospital. There were arrests and raids, but not an assassination. Hamas described the elimination of the three as, quote, a vile crime that will not go unanswered. With the IDF focusing on Gaza and Israel's border with Lebanon, Tuesday's operation serves as a reminder that the West Bank is also simmering and potentially a spark away from completely boiling over. Hopefully the message they get is your use of hospitals as human shields, are, those days are over. You're, you go to a hospital, we're still going to hunt you down and kill you. Now, number two, crooked politicians amassing personal wealth while bankrupting America. That's the leadership of both major parties are doing this. Um, and I don't care who doesn't like it. The only politician uh, in the last, uh, in this century, I'll put it that way, who has not done that is Donald Trump. He didn't even take a salary. The others take their salary and then manipulate the markets so that they can become millionaires. Go out and look it up, any of them, Mitch McConnell, Nancy Pelosi, doesn't matter, both sides of the aisle, go find out how much they make a year and how much they are now worth and there's no way for them to make that kind of money unless there's insider trading and crooked schemes going on. But in the meantime, while they're getting rich off of uh, their crooked schemes, the national debt is now approaching $35 trillion. This is the, what the uh, clock looks like. I took a screenshot of it earlier. You see, you can't see it probably, but up in the corner, the number there is $34 trillion. The interest, $740 billion. We're almost to a trillion dollars just in interest. Now, um, some of you have a kind of a blank look on your face, and you, you should, because that's just, it's beyond our real comprehension of what we're even talking about here. Just one trillion is a number beyond our comprehension. If anybody here tells me you actually understand a trillion, I'll call you a liar. I'll just go ahead and get that. There's not a, whether it's money or anything, I, tr I want to give you, I want to show you a little video clip. And this will give you kind of a clue as to what we're doing. Just one trillion. This is a one dollar bill. 
Have you ever wondered what a million dollars would look like in one dollar bills? How about a billion in ones? That's a thousand million. Here it is. How about a trillion dollars? You know how much that is? It's a million million. It's a thousand billion. If you earn one dollar every second, you'd become a billionaire in 32 years. But it would take more than another 31,000 years for you to make one trillion dollars. One trillion dollars stacked on top of each other would reach nearly 60,000 miles into space. It would take more than 44,000 wheel trucks carrying a load of 25 tons each to transport a trillion one dollar bills. Then again, it may be more convenient to simply use one of these. So the point of the video was to advertise a trillion dollar track that you can get and hand out. But it does show you how one, that's just one trillion, one. Now multiply that by 34. Well, and the interest is, like I said, almost a trillion that we owe. And I'll show you something, well, right here it is. Our debt is increasing by one trillion every 136 days. Wow. The entire uh, first 250 years or so of our country's history, we didn't owe a trillion dollars combined. Now, our debt is increasing by a trillion every 136 days. Which means your family's share of the debt is increasing by $10,000 every 136 days meaning if we divvied it out among the population. And of course that doesn't count the illegals, they get a free ride with benefits. Just tax the rich is the answer of the Marxists on the left. We'd have to tax one million millionaires, a million dollars each, every 136 days in order to keep up with that. Just the interest. I know, some of you are like, whatever. Yeah. Well, what I'd say this, the bankruptcy of the present system is by design. This isn't like we can't help it. And this devil is one of the people behind it. On the one hand, we have uh, state capitalism. On the other hand, we have shareholder or private capitalism. So it's a clash between two systems. I, I believe that um, state capitalism in the short term in the short term provides certain advantages because you can mobilize in a concentrated way a lot of resources to reach a specific objective. But I believe that the future is not state capitalism or shareholder capitalism. The future is what I call stakeholder capitalism, which um, is combined with the social responsibility. That's Mussolini using Wall Street vocabulary, cap, uh, private and, and government coming together. That's fascism. Now they call you a fascist because they're liars and they're gaslighters. They are the fascists and they are bringing the activist corporatism in bed with the government, what he called Uh, shareholder, government shareholder, private shareholders, or he called it state shareholders. They're all going to come together like this 
And he's calling that stakeholders. And it's fascism. It's real fascism, not just people out on the street calling you that because they don't like you. The Bible refers to these top stakeholders as ten horns. T-E-N, not T-I-N. Daniel 7, 7, just one of the places where we see it. After this I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, strong exceedingly, and it had a great iron teeth. That's going to be the final world government that's going to crush everything in its way. It devoured and break in pieces and stamped the residue with the feet of it. And it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it. And it had ten horns. Now, those ten horns will be, I believe, over ten regions. The Club of Rome originally came up with that. And those ten regions then, the Antichrist is going to come along and do away with three of them. And he'll then set at the head of the other seven. That's, it's, we go into uh, detail in Daniel 7 and, and Revelation uh, on these things. But short, especially since we had to tinker with the uh, computer just to say this, it's once again you're just seeing God's Word is right on. <laughs> God's Word has called it and it's just coming to pass exactly the way God said it would and it's amazing. It's amazing. But... The apathy of most people today is also amazing. That they don't really care about it. So be informed, pray and act accordingly. Alright, we're in Micah 2, verses 1 through 13. With the judgment of God, the breaker is come up. That's a phrase in our, the last verse there. We'll see when we get to it. We're going to read verses 1 through 13. You read the odd with me. So let's start right in verse 1. Woe to them that devise iniquity and work evil upon their beds. When the morning is light, they practice it because it is in the power of their hand. And they covet fields and take them by violence and houses and take them away. So they oppress a man and his house, even a man and his heritage. Therefore thus saith the Lord, Behold, against his family do I devise an evil from which ye shall not remove your necks, neither shall ye go haughtily, for this time is evil. In that day shall one take up a parable against you and lament with a doleful lamentation and say, We be utterly spoiled. He hath changed the portion of my people. How hath he removed it from me? Turning away, he hath divided our fields. Therefore thou shalt have none that cast a cord by lot in the congregation of the Lord. Prophesy ye not, say they to them that prophesy. They shall not prophesy to them, that they shall not take shame. O thou that art named the house of Jacob, is the spirit of the Lord straightened? Are these his doings? Do not my words do good to him that walketh uprightly? Even of late my people is risen up as an enemy. Ye pull off the robe with the garment from them that pass by securely as men averse from war. The women of my people have ye cast out from present houses. From their children have ye taken away my glory forever. Arise ye and depart, for this is not your rest. Because it is polluted, it shall destroy you, even with a sore destruction." 
If a man walking in the spirit and falsehood do lie, saying, I will prophesy unto thee of wine and of strong drink, he shall even be the prophet of this people. I will surely assemble, O Jacob, all of thee. I will surely gather the remnant of Israel. I will put them together as the sheep of Bozrah, as the flock in the midst of their fold. They shall make great noise by reason of the multitude of men. The breaker is come up before them. They have broken up and have passed through the gate and are gone out by it. And their king shall pass before them and the Lord on the head of them. Amen. Amen. God's word. All right. So Micah lays out Israel's sin and God's judgment. We start with the sin of oppression. We're going to see in verses 1 through 5. Then you see the spirit of rebellion, verses 6 through 11. And then future comfort with a uh, caveat there in verses 12 and 13. So Micah, in the chapter 1, has declared God's judgment on both apostate kingdoms, the north and the south. And now lays out specific sins and the spiritual rebellion against God's word. And keep in mind, if you're paying attention in our Sunday school, there's a lot of parallelism here. I'm not going to try to match them up uh, as we go along. Um, there's, not, it's not a, there's not a lot of, like this verse is found here in Isaiah and that sort of thing. But there's a lot of uh, uh, similar uh, topics that are addressed especially as we talk about the sins. Both prophets are going to talk about the same sins and that sort of thing. So we start with the sin of oppression uh, that is referred to here in verses 1 through 5. Verse 1, Woe to them that devise iniquity and work evil upon their beds. When the morning is light, they practice it because it is in the power of their hand. They're just, you know, some people just have wickedness on their mind every waking moment. I believe that's Probably a good description for most of the politicians we're talking about tonight. The people who are always thinking of schemes, not ask not what you, your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country, out the window. There aren't anybody in politics these days other than, I mean, we always say the exception proves the rule. The rule is that most politicians will say whatever they uh, need to say to get elected so they can use their power, abuse their power, and make money, and then in some cases just use their power to hurt other people. It's just wicked. But how many of you know people, even if they don't have any power, just in their lives, they just act, it's like their mind is always on wickedness. Their mind is always on doing wrong. They wake up in the morning, it's like the first thing they think is, what can I do today that is wrong and wicked and evil? There's men who, even when it comes to sports, for example, I know some of you may not know this, but a lot of the guys, when you see them get so upset about a silly game, you need to understand, it's not the game, it's the money they put on the game. Yeah. Gambling. Amen. And then, so it's not just a football or basketball or whatever. Then, you know, when they, they get up in the morning and what do they do? They drive like a maniac, speed, try to get by with breaking the law on the way to work. Every day. Then when they get to work, what do they do? They try to find ways to get out of work. They steal things from their boss. Steal things from their employer. Steal time. Standing around, you know, flirting with the women and talking to the men or whatever about whatever and not working, stealing from their bosses, 
from one end of their day, and then one, when they go home, of course, it's drive like a maniac and break the law again, and then they get home, and what do they do? A lot of guys get on the computer, and the first thing they start doing is watching porn, downloading porn. And then, of course, there's, there's porn, and then there's child porn. There's really bad stuff that so many of these people get involved in. And it's what I'm talking about the men because I'm kind of an expert in that area. Uh, you women can use your imaginations. I know, I mean, women's is of the devil, is what I, somebody told me one time. And, uh, you know, if you're unsaved anything, male or female, that's the only two we got, by the way. If you're unsaved, male or female, amen, you're wicked. Now, as Christians, we're still fighting that sinful nature. So we better take it seriously because a lot of people, I'm sure, if we were around the room, a lot of the wicked people we could name are church members or at least professing Christians. And that's what we're dealing with here. People who would say, yes, I'm a child of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm a Jew. I'm a member of the nation. Well, verse 2 begins and says, And they covet fields and take them by violence and houses and take them away. So what do you see? In politics, but even just across the board, the elites, what do they do? Does this sound familiar? No, we're talking right now. Right now, today. The wicked confiscate real estate. That's the big thing. You just go out there and look. I didn't bring up a bunch of headlines. There's a couple I think I got here. Silicon Valley Titans behind mystery $1 billion land buy near California military base. That's just one little tiny thing. America's big business billionaires are buying up lots of land. They're buying hundreds of millions of acres all over the country. Yep. Buying up farmland. Buying up all the farmland. Why? Nothing new under the sun. Ecclesiastes 1.9. Here's another one. Axios. Billionaires are buying up America's ranches. Why? Because I believe... Uh, you can laugh at me or people online can, oh, that guy's crazy. I believe all these guys, uh, the billionaire club, most of them are sex perverts. They're all involved in sexual, tra uh, what they call uh, sex trafficking. They've got the, and people have videos and pictures of them with underage girls. Epstein Island is just one of the places where that's happening. The Vatican is another place. <laughs> and this is going on over the world right now. We live in a world that is as dark and wicked as the world has ever been, which is why any day now the most destructive time of tribulation is about to start. You think God's just going to start that just for the heck of it? No, He's going to do it because we are right now in the darkest days of human history. We have a border right there in Texas and Arizona and California, and guess what's happening? Your government is knowingly bringing people from the South, South America, and, and all parts of the world. They're coming up, they're finding their way over to Argentina and over to Mexico, and they're coming up through the border, and they're being gang raped, they're being uh, everything taken from them in order to then get them across the border so they can become slaves in the United States of America. We have slavery in America. Millions of people right now are indentured slaves, sex trade slaves, minor children slaves. And our government knows it and is involved in it. That's why God's about to kill them all. Amen. Amen. And crooked politicians own your home. 
Anybody here, uh, I don't know, don't raise your hand, but I just say, if you could raise your hand because you own your home outright, no you don't. I paid off the mortgage, doesn't matter. Thing called property taxes. You have possession of your home. And this is what's happening right now. If you're not aware of it yet, you will be in the coming months. 35% to 40% increases. Your property taxes are going through the roof. Yep. Historic increases in Ohio. Mm -hmm. Now, wait a minute. It doesn't say, it says of property values. What will this mean for your taxes? It means your taxes go up. See, yeah. taxation without representation, the whole, you know, American Revolution thing we read about. <laughs> That's right now you're living in a country with taxation with no representation. All they have to do is take your, let's say you have a $150,000 home, they'll come back and sometime if they haven't already and tell you it's now worth $200,000. And the value just went up 33%. Based on what? Voodoo. Doesn't have anything to do with reality. Just so now your tax bill went up. By some people are paying. Ours is what, seven hundred that next year? Ours went up thirty-six. Well, I mean the figure, seven hundred something like that. It went up by seven hundred dollars. Same house. We didn't move. We didn't. We didn't add on. Just all of a sudden, our tax bill went up seven hundred dollars. That's little compared to some of our neighbors. So our neighbors are going to pay thousands of dollars in taxes next year they never paid before. When you can't pay the tax, you lose your property, which means you don't really own it. It's smart to pay off your house and not have that mortgage, but you better make sure you can pay those taxes or that mortgage will mean nothing. That's what they're doing to people all over the country. Verse 2, so they oppress a man and his what? Even a man and his heritage? Estate taxes. Inheritance taxes. That money's already been taxed. 